Good morning and welcome to your daily game face. I am Dr. Kim Landon here alive and still walking, talking, breathing. Yeah. And I'm with Lou. And the second day is the tough day, right? Oh. It's not the day it's afterwards. It's the second day afterwards. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Well, all my body parts are fine except for my frozen feet. Hi, Claire. Good morning from... Where is she? Oh, Louisiana. I can't see. I'm blind. <laughs> Awful. Good morning, Claire. Um, th the second day is usually the hardest. I have, I am, I have so many things to say. <laughs> so your foot, your regular, your, your problem there held up. It was just, it was cold. You get some frostbite. Well, don't ruin the story for okay, people who don't know the story. If you aren't on my social media and you didn't get my story. So I'm going to tell you my story. So I am alive and kicking. I finished my ninth boston marathon it was the 127th running of the boston marathon and my 14th marathon in total but my ninth in a row of boston nice and um and as everyone knows i had a navicular foot issue going on and my fantastic pt person ben i'll just call him ben who's down in north carolina who works with lots of like great athletes and, and fixed you remotely he fixed me remotely yeah. in the last five weeks or so. And we, I mean, we literally hit the golden ticket on it. Like it was, it was so good going into this. So, and now here's the story. <laughs> so this, the um, marathon itself was amazing as usual. It was raining as usual. Cause I, if I'm running, it's raining. Yep. Um, it only poured on me twice though. And so it was weird. It was like in certain spots on the course, it was just poor. And I'm yeah. like, Oh, you know, and that made me whatever. But the 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 issue came about that everything was going great. I mean, it was it felt so good. It was like, and I was going. I stayed. I had three goals. You know, I was like, have fun. You know, finish without injury, and um, you know, don't die. Those weren't did, my three did goals. You but stick to your one run. Walk. It was my it was my yeah. stick to my pace and yeah. stick to my one one on one off yeah. minute. And then stick to my pace and finish and have fun. Those are my actual goals. And so I actually did complete all of them. And it was to also finish without injury. So I did. I, I did. However, there's a small problem <laughs> with one of those goals is that a very unanticipated factor came into play. Those lovely shoes that I got that work beautifully that I bought multiple pairs of to help assist with fixing my bone issue. They are low, what we call, um, they're low, like to the ground. Mm -hmm. So for people who aren't runners, it's just easier to say like, there's no lift in them. There's no cushion. There's nothing. So they're really close to the ground. And I have, um, from years ago doing gymnastics on cement floors, cause I was back in the day and yeah. cold, cold gyms and stuff. I sometimes have a circulation issue in my feet. Not really bad. I mean, it rarely comes up, but and I have never had this happen before. So in these shoes, all the time I've been running since I got them, we've had 75, 80 degrees, yeah. 65, sunny, no rain. No, I haven't, right? Well, on Monday of Marathon Monday, it was 50 and it was pouring and it was freezing. And what? Oh, they're, oh yes. John says they're minimalist shoes, yeah. right? Or they're called low drop shoes mm -hmm. for people that are in the running world. Um, so uh, it was cold. And that's fine because everything else on my body was warm and my feet were fine, whatever. Mm, but then around seven-ish, eight mi seven miles, eight miles in, my foot started getting, one foot started getting numb. Mm. Then the other foot started getting numb. Seven miles in. Yeah. 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 But just from like the ball of my foot up. 
and on both sides. So if you've ever run and you've had, or if you've ever been out in the cold, right, even hiking or walking and your feet start to get cold, your toes get numb. You don't have feeling in them. And the more they get numb, the more that they, you can't like move them and then you can't really feel the ground and it becomes a very large issue. Well, thank God I had my phone on me because, and I had packed, I was so prepared this year. This was like my best prepared year for this marathon. I swear. I'm so excited because it was, it was a great marathon because I was, had everything T's, I's dotted the whole nine yards. I had three pairs of shoes, extra packed. I had three extra pairs of socks. I had extra clothes. I had extra food. I had extra, I mean, I couldn't have, my nutrition was on, my hydration was on. I had no cramps the whole way. I had nothing, not a breathing asthma issue. I mean, it was like fantastic. It was so exciting. But let's go back to the problem. (laughs) (laughs) So, so here I am going along. So I called John and John and Abby were together and I'm like, Abby answers the phone. I'm like, do a shot on the phone. And I'm like, go and run along. And I'm like, I need new socks. I said, my feet are freezing. I need new socks. Well, by the time they got to me, because, you know, traversing the back jumping of getting across the marathon course to get to me, they finally got to me. I want to say it was mile eight or nine, 10. I don't know, somewhere in there. It was well, well, no, it wasn't. It was in, it was in Wellesley. So we had to be, I don't know where I was. I don't even remember. It's going to be a science hall in itself. What the, the support people that's going to be a science hall in itself. Well, yeah, the support to meet up the runners because you have to jump from town to town to town and then you have to find a way to get in park and then get to you. So, and they have to yeah. track me to watch me. So, there's another part of the story. So, anyway, so that so they they got to me somewhere and I'm so I sit down in the rain on the concrete ground and um, oh, he says that it was at 12 miles. Thank you, John. <laughs> <laughs> um, at 12 miles. So I'm, I've run now another five, four, five, six miles on frozen feet. And I could, uh, they were to describe the hard, I knew like visually that they were not good. I could, I was like, this is not going to be good. Yeah. So this lovely bartender from a bar that was along the route in Wellesley, it was in Wellesley. Yeah. He said i'll be right back and he brought me hand warmer heater feet warmer thingies right nice and and he brought them and john had some hand warmers as well so we had we slid them into new socks a second pair of wool socks which i haven't ever run in which was like really weird because they were really thick so and then we had um the heat warmers on the bottom and the heat warmers on the top going in now my shoes have mesh because they're low drop shoes. So they are minimalist shoes. So they don't have any air um, shield mm-hmm. or wet shield. So the rain was just pouring through. So I was just soaked through and through. So that was not helping. When I took off my socks to change into all of this gear, the bottoms of my feet were bright white. They were, yeah. and they were hard as a rock. And I was like, Oh my God. And so John was holding them and he was rubbing them and people were running by me. Like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, um, and I had started out the race and I did what I said I was going to do last, last week. I actually put a sign on my back because I was worried about my foot, yeah. my actual injury. And I put a sign and said, cause I told you what happens, which was a really great part of this race. But I put a sign on my back that said, um, I'm injured. I'm run walking. Yes, I'm okay. Thank you. I had more people being like, you go girl, like in a good way. Not like, yeah. they're like, I should have thought of doing that because I've got a runner's hip and I've got, and people, you know, and so it related. So I got a really cool feedback system on that. 
But somewhere along the way, I heard that my sign fell off, which really didn't matter yep. because of the wind. But um, going back to the story, so my feet are bright white, they're hard as a rock, and I'm like, oh my god, this is, and I'm like, I'm going to end up walking again. So they warm back up within, uh, I want to say like two or three miles it yeah. took for them to really warm back up to kind of get back to what it, they were. So that's great. But because it was so wet now, by the time I got to mile 18, 19, just over or odd to heartbreak hill start, right? All the heating warmers started bunching up in my shoes yeah. and now they were creating a different problem. Yeah. So I took my shoes off, took them out. And I was like, I've only got a few miles to go essentially. So, and I was run walking. I was still on my thing. Right. Yeah. It took about a mile, mile and a half. And they went right back to numb. Oh, wow. And they started. And so I went over to, I didn't go in the medical tent, but oh, I had, I had stopped at two medical tents on the way to grab other things to help my feet. Um, and didn't go in because the big thing is don't go in the medical tent on the route because once you're in, sometimes they don't let you leave kind of thing. Right. So I didn't go in. So they helped me along the way. There was a little tearful moment twice because my feet were in so much pain. And I was like, oh, my God, my foot's all fixed. Except for now, I didn't anticipate. I mean, I could never have anticipated this, Lou. It was so crazy. So anyway, so I get in the city's it was still it was still great i was still within the time the normal time limit i mean i was definitely not like running my my fastest or my yeah. best in terms of time i don't care you know that it was just to get there and you know I, i'm coming down it was like in boylston street and hereford were amazing i have if you are on my social media you can see the whole thing yeah. like you can see like the run and all the people and screaming and it was it was so exciting running 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 and 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 got to the end and my friend joanna who this was our 10th anniversary of knowing each other. We met each other at the bombing of the marathon at wow. the marathon. Yeah. She always works the finish line. She usually gives me my medal. She meets me right as I step over the, the uh, mat and she's, I'm screaming and I'm coming down and like, you know, she sees me and whatever and coming down, coming down. I'm looking for John. I'm looking for Abby. Don't see them, whatever, because there's a million people yeah. around. They're screaming. And everyone's like, I can hear my name. I'm like, just get me to the end. I'm so done. I'm so done. My feet are killing me. Um, and Joanna, you know, she's like, yay, you know, and, and I get across the finish line. I'm excited. She hugs me and whispers in my ear. They ran out of medals. I was like, no, <laughs> I was like, and I looked at her and I went, what? <laughs> I said, I just ran all this way on my frozen feet and what? And so she's like, um, yeah, they ran out of medals like an hour ago. And and I won't tell you all the ins and outs of the stories that behind the scenes of why they ran out of metals because it would not look good for, you know, certain people. So I'll just go with, they ran out of metals. I'll tell you off air. They ran out of metals. And so they are sending me a medal and that's, I'm on a very large list of people. They ran out apparently an hour before I came in. So way before the time limit cutoff too, because I made the time limit cutoff and I still, well, I, almost made the time on the get into it but it, i'll just ask this unrelated question what percentage of finishers with you and in, in other words were you in the top half of times mm -hmm. top two-thirds top, top like top two-thirds well i okay. was towards the end this time but you know i was in the top i mean i there were and there everybody were, qualifies so they know how many runners is going to be well they well not everyone qualifies because oh. everyone not everyone's a qualifier. Some we're, sometimes we're overqualified, which means that we we're, we're charity runners and we run for we haven't qualified by time, but we've qualified by being able to fundraise and get in and so on and so far. So so we. But you all have numbers. We all have numbers, and we all we there were there's always thirty plus thousand of us. Yeah. They've never had that problem before. 
There were a lot of extras. What did Kathy say? Metals are already showing up on eBay. Yeah, see? Yeah. That's great. Kathy, will you buy me a medal and send one to me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes my day. Well, at least I have my jacket, yep. right? So um so, so at the end of this, as soon as so I get past this and I Joanna, who you know, stayed there with me. Now all of a sudden I find out that John and Abby aren't there. That's a whole nother story because the car that they were in, my car, um, had an electrical shortage in Newton, which is back where they were helping me with my socks. And it turned into a five hour debacle that oh. they didn't even get to see me finish. Oh, God. And my car's now in the shop because apparently I had an oil leak and it shorted out the electrical system. And now it's a very expensive day. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a side story. So poor Abby and poor John, who were like my super support team, were not able to be there for my finish and super sad. Thank God for Joanna because Joanna helped me. And I ended up in the medical tent for yeah. the first time in my life. I actually ended up in the medical tent and I had frostbitten feet <laughs> the whole way from seven, eight miles in. I had frostbitten feet and I have no pain. My foot issue held up. It, I mean, had I not had the frostbite, it would have been a rocking time this yeah. year, but that's okay because I finished, which is the most important thing for me. And, um, you know, it's like David Goggin says, you know, you know, how you finish something determines a lot about and says a lot about who you are without quitting. There's no quit. So, you know, it was, it was quite something I was telling a story before we started the show, which I won't go into full detail, but I have. I want to thank, first of all, like about a thousand people yesterday have congratulated me. Like it was amazing. The outpouring of yeah. love and support and all the things like I think more than ever before, which is amazing. Um, and, but there was one person who posted up on my social media and um, promptly took it down when they started getting attacked and not by me. But they actually posted up. You finished question mark. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah. And I didn't touch it. I just did a laughing emoji like you don't know me, but she does know me. But anyway, so she took it down um, because people very quickly started going, why would you think? She <laughs> um, anyway, but uh, the, the spirit of the marathon is like, you know, I, like I've said before, you don't not finish. Oh, so she's going to buy me a medal. <laughs> hey, if we all thought it was, okay, thank you, Kathy. I, I love that. She's going to buy me a medal. <laughs> I can't believe they're on sale. That The BA will die when they hear that they're on sale. That's yeah. because, okay, I can, I'll just say there's a rumor, rumor only, that's all I can say, is that there was potentially a box of medals that may have gone missing. Fell off the truck? Yeah, that <laughs> will go with that. It fell yeah. off the truck. Yeah. That's one of the rumors. There's two rumors, and that's one of them. That'd be pretty Boston right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, sounds like Boston. Um, yeah, exactly. So, because, well, I mean, <clears throat> it's a, it, this was the 10th anniversary year yep. of the oh, bombing. Of course. So yeah. this was a big metal year. And so anyway, and then a, a couple of people said like, oh, well, it, you didn't get a medal because you didn't, I no, I came in, in the normal time. Yep. <laughs> I did not, not make it. I still ran in the same amount of time, um, that I always do. Well, actually, I think it was even a little bit better than last year when I had to walk the whole thing. I actually was faster this year with the frostbite because well, something had to happen. Cause this is a known quantity basically. Yeah. Your need is a known quantity. They've never run out yeah. of metals yeah. ever. So that was, so shocking. I see an endorsement opportunity for you. Cause you, you, need, you, you do, need, you need to talk to this shoe company. And oh, the, Oh, Newton. 
do a Boston Marathon version of it that's a little more insulated. It's good. It's a little more I will, weather. Oh, I should write to them and tell yeah. them that and say, this is what happened. And you fixed my foot, but then you created another problem. You have your own model. <gasps> the Kim model. Yeah. The Dr. The Kim Dr. model. Kim. Yeah. Yeah. A little insulation for Patriots Day weather. Typical right. Patriots or, yeah. Day just weather. a little coating just to keep it so that it's, you know, not like keep the water out. Yeah, I imagine that it stays, you know, to be the minimalist shoe is so that it has airflow and all that stuff. And that's why it works so well. But, yeah. but yeah, it was cold. So when I made it into the medical tent, Lou, mm -hmm. within four minutes, they had it fixed. They wrapped, and this was, this was, I should have done, I should have done this out on the course, but I didn't have any. They took the mylar sheets, you know, the ones that oh, we wrap around us. Space ones? The yeah, and they wrapped them around my feet. Yeah. And... Cause I, they were touching my feet and they're like, can you feel that? I'm like, no, no. <laughs> and they were like, they were all, there were like six doctors around me. I was like, right. At, you know, and they were like, she can't feel her feet. And I'm like, they, and they, and today, well, yesterday they were on like that fire, like that fiery feeling at the, you know, from yep. my, yep. from my um ball of my foot up to my toes, all like equally across the board. They were just that fiery feeling, yep. not tingly, but just like they'd been like, they're waking up. Imagine being a piece of food in the freezer and being frozen and like getting freezer burn. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, or or you put ice directly on your leg for something and then all of a sudden you had it on too long and then it lasts for like two days. Well, my feet are still feeling that today. I have no pain. I have no, I'm not sore anywhere. My quads, my everything's great. I feel great. <laughs> I finished the marathon. I'm so excited. And I have freezer burn on my feet. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they're really pretty shade of, a weird yellow today. Oh God, Yesterday okay. they were a whitish yellow blue. Today they're getting better. So that would have been that would have been great using those sheets. They're really thin, right? Yeah, they're. Oh yeah. If I had no, well, if I had known that, but I don't know if they would have worked running because I probably would have slid and got a blister. Who knows? But they worked to warm up my feet. Or well, really, Boston, you could have gone with a couple Wonder Bread bags. In well, I did walk out. So when I was started running, because yeah. well, when we walked to the, you have to walk a mile, by the way. You have to walk a mile from Athletes Village to the start line. Oh, okay. So, and it was pouring. <laughs> pouring. When I say yeah. pouring, it was pouring. Like in 2018 pouring. I think the 2018 marathon, though, for me, was easier than this marathon because of my feet. Yeah. Um, but I wore hospital gown um, booties. Oh, okay. So that my feet wouldn't get wet. Yeah. Should have kept them on running. Yeah. Because that, you know. I think, I don't know if they would have slipped or, I don't know, but nonetheless, yeah. So anyway, I'm excited. I finished. I raised $15,300 to the New England Patriots Foundation. Nice. Congratulations. I'm very excited about that because that's going to benefit. Um, so that alone goes to one and a half of the charities that they'll pick because it's $10,000 prize to each charity that gets picked. There's 26 charities every year. So I'm contributing definitely to one and a half you of them just of the own yeah. on my own self. Yeah. And then, um, and then, and then there's 20, the, the big prize is like $25,000. It goes. So our team raised over 200 and I think $215,000 this year or something like that as a team. So that's really great. That's um, your highest total ever, right? That's my highest yearly total to contribute. So I'm excited because now, now the bar is set. Now the bar is set for Might next as well year. Start raising right now. So I, well, I've already started like planning. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm going to, cause it's my 10th year coming up. Yep. 
So this is big for me. It'll be my 10th year running and I plan on making it my best. I hopefully knock on any wood that's in this, my best run ever. Cause now I'm excited. I'm already planning in my head, like my training and everything. And people are like, you didn't take a couple days off. I'm like, yeah, oh, sure. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm not currently running on my feet because yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm just going to take a couple days off of that. But, um, I am planning already for next year because I have to do it big. Yep. So, and I love my foundation and it's awesome and I can't wait to do it again. <laughs> and you'll have a couple things in your bag for next year for the feet, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, well, you know, people said, well, it could have been 80 degrees. Now I would have taken what we had and taken the frozen feet, I think over the dehydration of the fact that, cause I hadn't, I hadn't trained in huge heat. Yeah. So I'd rather take the 50 degrees, but I just didn't expect the foot thing. So it's about perseverance and resiliency and toughen it out. And really, you know, and I have to say that, so here's, so moving along aside from my story, um, it's going to be a combination pack here. So DeMar Hamlin is in the news today because he's going mm -hmm. back to playing football. As we know, if you didn't know that, you know, now you know it. Yep. <clears throat> there are many people, athletes and others alike they do amazing, great things, hard things, and survive through it and don't get paid millions of dollars and get airtime for that. So I wanted to bring light to the fact that DeMar Hamlin is, I think he's a very humble, wonderful human being. And I think that what happened to him was terrible. You know, yeah. on air, he gets, you know, heart attack and the whole thing. And at the same time, and he's going back to playing football and I'm going back to running and, you know, but there's people at the same time, DeMar Hamlin, and I think I mentioned this when that happened the same week or two within that week or two, the same week that he had that happen, another athlete that's an NFL star, um, maybe not as notable because of whatever, but he had, he drowned saving a child, right. but he didn't die. He went into a coma and then he survived it. Did you hear about him? No. Right. Yeah. Right. And there are people that have heart attacks and strokes and have hypothermia on the Boston Marathon course because it is the hardest marathon in the in the world to run. Yeah, really. notably, it is the toughest, right? I mean, unless you're running like some ultra marathon or something like that. But for marathons, heart it's touted as that. Heart There's, attacks, plural. And it's, well, it's people. I mean, I don't know. How, I don't know what happened this year because yeah. I'm focused on me. Yeah, <laughs> shocking. <laughs> but in years gone by, I'm sure I'm. I'm. They have had. Not. I'm sure. They have had, and I am sure of that, that they've had multiple things happen on the course yeah. that happens. Sure. Um, people have, I mean, people drop out because of lots of different, I've seen the year 2018 when we had the monsoon thing and the rain and the wind and all that. And they almost called the, called the race and said no more. That was the year that was, that was hellacious. Um, I saw people so hypothermic that they were confused and delirious and going the other direction oh, and they were crawling Yeah, and they oh. had to take them off the course. Yeah. So so, and then, you know, you have people who, so it, I'm just going to speak to the, like the marathon. There was a double amputee from the marathon bombing that ran in the race this year, did a fantastic job. Did you hear about him? No. Right. I heard about Martin Richards' brother. And, and Mar like, right. Yeah. Right. It, and he did a great job and his, and MRA, by the way, is a great foundation. MRA. So Martin Richard, he's, he's the little boy that was um, killed in the blast um, at the Boston Marathon bombing, his whole family. And they have a great team. I know many of the teammates and team members, cause we're all on charity teams together. So we know all of us know each other. Fantastic. But you, you don't, you don't get a lot of, he doesn't even get a lot of airtime 
right? Yeah. So my point being is that there are many people who do these great things and they don't, nobody knows about them or nobody knows the plight of what it takes to be at the heart and soul of some of the athletic moments that people have. And I think the Boston Marathon and many athletic events and many other things in life um, go unnoticed unless you're like a superstar or, right. or a rock star or someone famous. And I think it's important that people remind themselves out there that there's really great people doing great things every day in your everyday lives right next to you that you wouldn't even know that are super resilient. They're super strong and they don't talk about it. They don't, you don't know. I mean, you wouldn't know about this unless I had this on right. the podcast. Cause I don't, I won't talk about it, but it, it's, I think it's a way of um, spreading many, out there that it's so important to know that Damar Hamlin's coming back. Great. That's awesome. But there's so many people out there that get unnoticed. I mean, look at all the veterans, look at all the people that serve this country and do what they do and either mm -hmm. lose their lives yeah. or they come back from war and they've got severe PTS, you know, PTSS, you know, post-traumatic stress syndrome, or they have massive like injuries or something's going on or anxiety or, and nobody knows they walk that because that's not talked about. But I think it's so important to realize that there's a lot of people out in the world. I think many more than people know that everyone, ha everyone has their thing, but I think it's important to just realize that everybody's got a really good story out there and, uh, um, you know, mine's one of them, but it's no more or less than the next person that has one. And I think it's important that there's some humble pie there for people because it doesn't, you know, I don't get paid $5 million to go back out and play on the field to yeah. run around and get hit with a football, but he does. And I just think it's as, as important as the, the man who is the double amputee and the other people that are in their wheelchairs that are racing and people with frozen feet and people who have had strokes and people who are having, who run with cancer, the woman well, who, um, Damar Hamlin is a unique experience because it's a shared experience for many of us. Many of us were watching. Well, that's, and I think, so and that's what makes his, and that's why I say yeah. the accolade, he's such a humble guy too. Yeah. You know, he's such a good soul um, because I don't think he looks for, he doesn't look for the accolades on it, but I think that that's the thing that makes it so stand out is that it happened in front of Many of us were there, millions, were quote unquote, essentially, there, and right? so everyone but shared many, in it. How many acts of kindness did you see on the course just in your run? And you, oh. you talk about that that guy. Was it last year, a couple of years ago, that you told talked him into not quitting? Yes, so it's, it's an act of kindness in a field of thirty thousand people. Yes, that just goes unnoticed because yes. it's just the two of you. Yes, you know, but it's important, and you must just around you, you must see tons of them. Just the, the people walking by you and saying, yeah, keep going, man. The, yeah. the, the enormous amount of, I guess you would say love and compassion and kindness and support minus on the social media, the one, right? <laughs> that was always one. That was a one-off. Yeah. That was a surprise. Um, the, the acts of kindness and the things you see, even when they're not to me, I watch, you know, everywhere we all watch, like the stories are amazing and you can hear people talking about their stories. And, um, there was a woman, there was a woman running and that was running behind me for a while. <clears throat> and I heard her coming and it was actually a person I knew from charity teams and I didn't know it was her. And then we essentially ran the rest of the way in and she was, and her son jumped in and was running with her, um, for the end. And she, she definitely was, that? huh? You can do that? Well, you know, you're not supposed to, but people do it. He wasn't going to be 
crossing the line, but he jumped in and ran just on some of like the edge. Don't get her in trouble. No, 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 it's fine. I have no problem with it. It's just, um, yeah. So yeah, you're not supposed to, you can get disqualified for it, but yeah. I think given the circumstances, yeah. but, um, but the, but that's the, a moment, huh? It's it, it, yeah. it well because she was struggling and you know and people struggled. Even John John said, he, when I was running along, he's like, "I'll run, I'll run with you." I was like, "No, no, 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 no," because it gets in my head. You know, people. You know, but it was the stories. People. I didn't have anyone next to me this year saying I want to quit. I didn't have that this year. This is the first year I've ever had that happen where people haven't said I want to quit. Um, some people had some fantastic timed race, like their time came out really great. You know, I don't do for time. Yeah. Um, maybe I should start doing for time, but <laughs> I just have to get past every injury that I have every year. Um, but I think, I think that the most that I really encountered was just people. There was a lot of walking this year. Um, it was cold. Uh, yeah. And I think I don't know. Usually we get this the statistics on who, how many people ended up in the medical tent. I'm going to be one of them. <laughs> I, I made it. I finally made my record. I got in the medical tent. Um, and there's, you know, there's anywhere from a couple thousand usually to end up in the medical tent or, and, or quit Yeah. because they, something goes wrong or they give up or whatever. A couple thousand. I would think that's, so I would, that would be smaller than I expected. Well, you would think that there'd be medals left over. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> right. Do yeah. the math on that. Right. Yeah. Um, but just kidding about that sort of, um, but of it, dep it just Boston depends on the year. I won't know this. They, the BAA sends out the statistics after a certain period of time we see them and like who, you know, how many people finished and where you finished and well, you know, me, I'm going to be at the back this. of the book this year. Have what? you run the distance by yourself? Have I? You did it on the 2020, right? Cause there was a remote. I did. Um, remote what year was run. that? It was 20, well, 23, 22, 21. 21. Yeah. 21. The COVID year. Was virtual. Yeah. I think we did, well, let's see. Last year we did it in person. The year before we did it in October. Oh, no. It was 2020. And It I, was 2020 because we did it in the fall of 2020 virtual. I mentioned the shared experience, and you must be a lot of mutual support. John's saying it's 21, but 21. I don't think it is. Um, it must be a lot of mutual support just from people around you that are struggling like you are or some of them that interact with you and help you along. I'm wondering how much more difficult it would be to just run the distance by yourself without that. It was for, so I don't know what it would be like for other people because I, well, so I can speak to like a couple of people that I knew in my neighborhood that ran that run for charity teams that live near me that they ran. I was part of their course and I put out on the day of we ran the virtual, I put out, like balloons for them and big signs and they had people along the way and I was one of their points. So um, I didn't have, John did a huge thing in our yard for me at the end, like this big um, archway of blue and gold uh, Boston Marathon balloons yeah. and flowers and champagne and the whole thing. But I actually have to say I loved running the race by myself because there wasn't as much pressure. Mm -hmm. First of all, that was really great. It wasn't as much pressure and, um, and I, I had been practicing on the, like I, you know, I did nine loops, nine, five K loops. Okay. And I, you know, you know, just, that's what I did. So I just really knew it. And so 
after the first couple loops, people on the loop started coming out and asking what I was doing. And on the last couple loops, John was following me with the car and he was telling people she's running the Boston Marathon <laughs> virtually. So a lot of people came out. It was really cool, but it made it a very fun, unique, interesting experience. Yeah. And then the following year, I have to say, was really good when we went back to the race, but it was in the fall in October and it was an, it was a nice day. Um, they didn't do because of COVID, because we were technically still COVID and they had limited the field and they only let so many people run that year. It wasn't a full, I don't think it was a full 30,000. It was like 20 something. They let us do a rolling start. So we didn't have to get, we didn't have to wait until 1130 to leave Hopkinton. We got to leave. I think we, I think I left Hopkinton at 945. So I get to finish way earlier in the day. Whereas when you start 1130 and you run five, five and a half hours, six in my case this year, right? It, it's, it's a lot. Cause you wait, we wait in Hopkinton for hours, <laughs> hours. You know, you get up early, you have to drive into the city, you catch the bus and then, well, oh, that's part of my story this year too. We got into the city this year. <laughs> myself, John and Amy, my, my friend who runs with me, Amy, who's been in here as a yep. guest. Um, we couldn't get past some of the shutdowns this year. So we missed our bus. Oh God! <laughs> That's how the day started. So we got on the mass bike and headed out to Hopkinton. So we got out to Hopkinton about nine 15 and then we were there waiting. But we, we are very lucky because charity teams gets to have an indoor facility. Oh, so nice. we didn't yeah. have to sit in the rain like the rest of the runners while waiting. So that's a that's a bonus. So that definitely saved my foot as well. Um, but usually we're there really early and we wait for hours to get out on the course, whereas the whole race actually starts. The, the whole race starts and ends with the men and women who are in the elite field before we even leave Hopkinton. <laughs> <laughs> It's so crazy. Um, and by the way, big shout out. And I, and I don't know if he listens and hopefully I'll get him to come on the show sometime. But Dave McGilvery is the um, director of the Boston Marathon and I'm friends with him. And he um, he ran his 51st Boston Marathon oh, in a yeah. row wow. this year. Dave starts the race early in the morning for everybody, gets everybody out, gets everybody off the field, goes into Boston, sees all the finishers in terms of like the elites and other people come in then at around 2 2 30 he gets driven back out to Bo to hopkinton and he runs the race oh, God. every year yeah and so it's pretty cool and I, I i don't remember what it was but he's i think this was his hundred and he'll probably kill me if i quote it wrong i want to say it's like rounding out 170 marathons in his lifetime wow yeah so it's really great. And he had a, um, a cardiac issue, we'll say a few years back and, and, and changed his whole life around has written, um, a children's book and he's written other things and he's, uh, about it and done really well. So he's wow. an inspiration to see like a story that you would never know, yeah, right. yeah. but he's got this amazing story about, you know, perseverance and re resiliency that just people don't know. And that's, I think that's like such a important thing that, if you, you know, you don't have to run a marathon to be resilient, but man, running a marathon and doing all the things that I just watched 30,000 other people do with me, it's no easy feat. You know, people don't just go out there and some people make it look really easy, but everybody's got their story. That doesn't get played up enough because one of the, the thing I like most about the Boston Marathon is that it's an elite sporting event with the most elite athletes in the world. But, 
your neighbors running it too. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's competing in the same event. And it's like, it's such a community event, just an every man type of event. Well, and, and I so think there are a thousand stories like that. Well, and I, and I think that one of the things that gets missed about the Boston Marathon itself, because it, it, it's unlike any other marathon. I mean, I've run obviously other marathons and there's nothing else like this because people come out. Yeah, the elite runners and and whatever, and people are there, and even the people at the finish line that I know. And when I've been at the finish line for years, because I have, I train runners to run the Boston Marathon, and I had people in it this year as well. And when you're at the marathon end, you watch people come in, but it's really not, it's really not the marathon until you start seeing the big remaining yeah. 28,000 people come right. in. That's when it's the charity teams. It's all the other runners that have had their stories to qualify and it took them 10 years to qualify. And like, there's so much richness in the stories and Your everybody has, it's, there's no single story that's yeah. like, oh, that person doesn't have a story. Everybody has some cool story. But it's your neighbors, it's your community people, it's fellow New Englanders. It's a, it's a community event. It's like, well, a it's, we're, and, well it's, it's international. People yeah. come from all over the world two people came and i want to say it was from china or japan to run for martin richard they ran and wow. they flew in and yeah. they ran his for you know for their chair for his charity um you know and i know the stories because I, I i love these stories because it's what i do for a living and I, the psychology behind it and the sporting aspect of it and so i look for the stories so i i revel in them because i'm so inspired by like, if you can do it, I can do it. If they can do it, I can do it. If I can do it, you can do yeah. it kind of thing. And I, I wish there was more of that and so many other things. Because going back, what, a show or two ago when I was talking about the people with, you know, the couch potato syndrome and the lack of motivation and I can't do and I won't do and I don't, you know, I deserve you to do it for me kind of thing. It's like, this flies in the face of all that because you got, you know, so many people doing it. And I have to say that, and I don't know if you know this, but I think I've said this before on the show. Only 1% of all the population ever is in, like, I think it's in the population has run a marathon. Oh, yeah. I, I believe that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's a pretty unique group of people. It's funny about the ripples. Martin Richards is the face of the marathon bombing for me. It's right. just, That's the picture that always gets me. Right. It always comes up around this time. But you've got people hopping on a plane to come here to run a marathon because they were touched by, you know, the ripples of that right. event reaching out and inspiring people to come. I mean, it's just, it's fascinating. It's just mm -hmm. how we're all tied together, you know, international people hopping on a plane to come run it, to raise money for his cause because he touched them. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And there's so many charities that run in this marathon and other marathons. I mean, Chicago has charities, Marine Corps Mar Marathon has charity runners. Yeah. Um, you know, Big Sur has, I, I mean, almost almost every marathon has some charity aspect to it, sure. but Boston's yeah. Boston's the biggest I that I know of. the number of how much is raised for charities? I, you time? know what? I actually do know the number and it's flying through my head right now of like epic no bringing up this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to say it was john do you know <laughs> i can't remember it was it this year was something like 200 it's like yeah. 200 million dollars it was like crazy it was That's like was so say. much hundreds money so much money yeah. hundreds of millions of yeah. dollars of, that we've raised it's amazing right and i've raised so and i've raised now like i think since i started doing charities running charity team running 
well, the give and gain over the four year, that's what it's called, the give and gain site that I go through for New England Patriots. I think I'm at 30 plus thousand dollars for just them. And then maybe more. And then when I ran for Catherine Switzer, the first year I did charity teams um, the, five, five years ago, uh, 2017, um, that would be another te uh, 10. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I've raised like over 40 something thousand dollars for charity. So I'm hoping for that's cool. You're going to fund one of the Patriots charities. I what? You're going to fund one of the Patriots charities completely. Yes. Yeah. And I'm going to, yeah, one, one and a half of yeah. their charities completely with what I raised. And Amy, my friend Amy, she raised 15000 as well. And two other of our teammates, um, one raised um, 18000 And like I'd say, well, one, one raised, I, yeah, it's 15000 I know that she and I did 15000 plus each. Another one did 18, but then I saw he hit 20 yesterday. Mm -hmm. So he must have gotten a match. So that was yeah. even, so he funds two essentially. And then I know that we were like top three in our team in terms of fundraising. And then behind us, like it was like 14,000, 13,000, 12,000, 10,000. Yeah. Like, so, so, the, and everyone hit 10,000 to my knowledge. So everyone is funding at least one of the yeah. charities it's going to get. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Add pretty another. cool adding another layer to this accomplishment which you'll visit again when they have the distribution of it yeah so we had they have a beautiful luncheon that none so the nominees right now i guess they've gotten about 400 applications for the Myercraft mvp award and so they come in from all over new england anyone from new england it, this year shut down because all the applications have already been turned in um but they pick from 400 they whittle it down to 26 mm -hmm. and they pick 26 um charities and they're all invited the the top people um from each of the charities are invited to this luncheon with the at the gillette stadium and we have and we're all all the runners go and um we have a great luncheon event that they throw for them and that's when they surprise each winner with their well they know that they're getting something but the winner who gets the big prize doesn't know who it is oh, yeah. um until the last person standing essentially and um, and they get their check. So they each get their $10,000 check. And then the last one gets their $25,000 check. Nice. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, it's really, and, and they each get to, um, Josh Kraft and Robert Kraft, Mr. Mr. and Mr. Kraft are both there. And they usually talk, Robert usually gives the story of each of the, of each of the charities and what they are yeah. about. And, um, the, the, some, the, some of the stories of the charities and what they do are just beyond stuff that I, there, there's a reason there's a good reason why i do what i do yeah so it's a great way to give back and people just don't realize how many people are out there doing amazing great work that again resiliency under the under the cover of no one no one knows yeah the humbleness factor you know it's like no it's not on live tv so therefore but god there's some great stories out there with so much heart and soul and compassion so that's why i that's why i run for them so and there's great charities out there. So what did you learn this go around? What did I what? What did you learn? What I learned? Yeah. <laughs> and it um, can be practical or it can be a little bit more philosophical. What did you learn? What did I learn? I learned that I better figure out how to not get frostbite next year. <laughs> That's it's what funny. I learned. It's funny because I've told this story a lot. I used to go traditionally to the Patriots Day game for the Red Sox, but I stopped going because it snowed too much. And it's like Fenway's a miserable, in the cold, Fenway's a miserable place. To they go. had a rain delay this year. Yeah. Oh, no, that game was because it was pouring. Oh, that game was miserable. But 
it wasn't one of the coldest days I remember on Patriots Day, but no. the way the shoe was and all the, you know, the wet in there probably contributed to the problem, which is why you have to have your own model. I have to have my, I'm going to, I'm going to write Newton, yep. Newton shoes. If you're listening out there, anyone knows anyone from Newton shoes, you tell them that I have the most amazing run in my, and the new shoes that I've got, and I will be happy to be a spokesperson, but you need to make them so that I don't get frostbite on my feet. <laughs> Boston marathon model. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You have a good idea. Will you write the letter for me, Lou? Okay, you're good at writing. Yeah. So you're really good at that. Write the letter and sell me. All right. I'll be your sponsor because it fixed my, well, it fi the shoe fixed my foot and Ben fixed my foot with my working with what he gave me. Yep. So, and I and was I so excited because it. it's yeah. the first time I have not finished a long run with a big bulbous swollen thing off the side of my foot in a year. And the first time you ended up in the medical <laughs> <laughs> for the oh, totally wrong reason. Yeah. I mean, seriously, Ugh. like, right. So, so warmers weren't in the bag. You what? Warmers weren't in the bag, hand warmers or foot the, warmers? Or? I had warmers, yeah. but they, what do you mean? I had them, Okay. but they bunched up Yeah. and I had, I, they warmed up my feet after I put them in, but then they bunched up and then they became a problem. So then I had to take them out and I was like, oh, I've only got, at that point I had like, well, I was at, well, I was like, I think I was at mile 21 when I took them out. I was at the top of heartbreak hill. I was like, I've only got five more miles. I'll be fine. Yeah, no. <laughs> nope, nope. That was bad. That was a big mistake. And then I didn't have any left because John and Abby had disappeared and I didn't know what happened to them. I didn't check my phone because my phone was in a baggie because it was pouring in my pocket and I didn't want to pull it out. You had it. Had I though. had I checked my phone, I would have known that on the backside, my car was in Newton. John had gone back. John, John had gone back to home, came back. Abby was waiting for triple A. Abby ended up in Dorchester or Chinatown somewhere in the middle of the night. God. Well, not in the middle of the night, but in the half that, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, and what does he say? Had all kinds of warmers at 210, remember? Yeah, we have. Yeah. Well, we have them at 210 yeah. in our lovely abode, but we <laughs> had them. We just, I ran out of them because, but people were lovely. Medical tent gave me stuff, yeah. but it just wasn't sufficient. And, you know, if people could look at my feet, you'd know, but I'm fine. I had a great time. People were like, what? I'm like, I had a great time. I was smiling. People were screaming my name. They couldn't, you know, people that know me, because you couldn't see my bib. You couldn't, yeah, not my bib. You couldn't see my um, running gear because yep. I was covered like an Eskimo. <laughs> I was covered like an Eskimo. You didn't need Oh, sh oh shut up, John. <laughs> You said no. I, I did initially. I, I He's like, you better bring these. I said, I don't need them. I did say, and that was a full discussion that morning. He, he, I did say, I will not need them. It's warm enough. Because it was warm enough from from head yeah. to, to, I didn't realize my shoes were going to do that. Yeah. Well, you hadn't run in them in that kind of weather, right? No. So, and I noticed you had your phone at the finish line. I did <laughs> have my phone. Out. Oh, I had my phone the whole time. It was in a. No, I mean, you had it out. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I was videotaping myself running down the, um, videotaping myself for the first, I never have done this before. I'm like, ah, I might as well. I've, everything else shit the bed at this point. Yeah. So I took my phone out and I <laughs> was running down the, there's blue lines. And it's like the coolest part of the Boylston is like when you're running to the finish line, they have it all a blue line. Yeah. And I always run down the blue line because I just think it's great. So I was just taping running down the blue line and that's when I was like, and I could see, and I was like, thank God. Cause when the, when the board is still lit, it means I'm in the timeline. 
So the board was still lit up top. And I was like, thank God. Because, <laughs> oh, because my watch also died. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it was fantastic. That yeah, was a great finish compared to what you said. There was a certain point where you didn't have a really great feeling about this run. No, and I was fine yeah. other than frozen. I mean, I never in a million years could have prepared for that. I didn't, I would never have known. I was too worried about the phantom pain I was having in my foot thinking, oh, that navicular bone is going to start to swell and I'm going to be in trouble and this is going to be a terrible thing. Mm -hmm. Nope, that was not my problem. So you didn't call it up, huh? Nope. No, because I had too much pain in the balls of my feet because they were numb. Yeah. (laughs) And I couldn't feel my toes. Distracted you. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) It did. Uh, What did he say? Uh, Stick to run, I think, Kim. Oh, I don't know what that means. Well, he's the prep guy. Oh, okay. He's the logistics guy. Oh, yeah. Well, the logistics guy killed my car. (laughs) Well, no, you had an oil leak. You didn't create the oil leak. Well, no. Yeah. But, yeah. (laughs) Whatever. That's a new one. I've never heard that one before. It had an oil leak that shorted out my electrical. That's new. Yeah. Well, new to me. It's it's a new little price to me, too. I want to dump my car now. Anyway. Yeah. It's a whole other story. Oh my God, she ordered me a medal. <laughs> oh my God, I love you. She's so awesome. I can't believe she actually could order me a medal. That is a sad state of affairs. I'm going to get a medal off of eBay before. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It, it makes for the story. I should write a story about the first nine years of my Boston Marathon because I've got some. I run on two years of a broken chin. There you go. There's a book. I've got, I, there's my book. Yep. You're going to ghost write it for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've ghost written before. That's not fun. <laughs> oh my God. I love this. I love that she's ordered me a medal. She's so funny. This is great. Um, you, I'm excited. <laughs> so maybe by next week I'll have one. What'd she say? She's really a shock that I ordered the medal. No, I'm not really shocked. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so I hadn't thought of that though, but the 10th anniversary. Oh my God. I can't medal. believe that people yeah. were selling them. Thank you, Kathy. I love you. I'm not shocked at all. I love her. Is there a bit, is there normally a big market for them? Um, I've never actually seen one on anything for sale. So who would buy one who didn't run it? I mean, you wouldn't, if you ran it, you would have one. I, I did run it. No, no, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Talking normally. Oh yes. Yeah. But well, who's, who's buying so, these? So who knows? Well, yeah. here's the other thing. Now, now this is a this is a little rub for well, me. Kathy's buying them. Come on. Kathy's buying them. <laughs> yeah. So the contraband on eBay. Yeah. Um, so here's the little rub for me. Besides now the metal, that one's gonna be a new one because now oh so the marathon jacket, the one I'm wearing, yeah. is the official jacket. Technically, the rule is okay. the we, rule yeah. in quotes. Yeah. If you haven't run the marathon, you're not really supposed to buy the jacket because okay. you haven't run it. Yeah. But people do and whatever. I don't care. I really don't care about that because you know what? Adidas or Adidas, but they call it Adidas. Um, they actually make a lot of money off of it and they're this official sponsor and whatever. So that's fine. They make well, lots of money that's out there. A, that's a gray area. Well, I know, but yeah. So, but the the general rule of thumb is if you were a Boston Marathon runner, you were supposed to be the one with the jacket because you're the one that finished or you're the one that ran it, right? But in the past five years, maybe even six of the 10 I've been running, this jacket will end up in Marshalls and it's $120 to buy on 
on rack on the day or during the expo or online 110 105 i don't know something yep. like that but it will end up at marshall's in a month for 16.99 on the rack <laughs> and then tons of people go out and buy them in like mass quantities and then sell them and i've seen that happen and i'm like yeah. so i have to let that go because people are gonna do what they're gonna do but this one the medals on ebay that's a new one yeah no. so now i know where they all went and now we're, now i know where my medal was it's not going to ebay and kathy just bought it that one's yeah there you go that <laughs> one's clear you don't buy you don't buy a medal if you didn't run the marathon why would you want a medal if you didn't run the marathon? well and i mean seriously yeah. well he, so here's a story now here's but a jacket i mean there are support team okay, members here's a, there are, it's a community event you know here's you, a crazy here's yeah. here's a good story and a, and a not so great story there is a story that was out there that I can't remember the name, but a guy on social media was running the marathon and he ended up not running the marathon because of an injury, but he was posting on social media that he was running it. He was posting on social media that he wasn't going to run it and he decided to pull, pull out and whatever. Well, this happens a lot. This is not an unusual experience because there's actually people out there that watch for this. Somebody went in and got his bib number picked up his bib and ran the race under his name Ooh. and and even i don't know how he did it because we have to show id we get oh, yeah. it gets yeah. it gets like you know clicked on in terms of digitally i don't know how he did it but the guy who was actually the guy that didn't end up running it was reported it and it was all over social media like this man and you have he has all of his pictures throughout the whole thing running it and like checking his time and finishing and some guy just hmm. so the band they banded it by stealing your numbers that's why when we get our numbers they ask us if you're going to post your bib don't post the whole thing because people can capture the image and recreate it and then they can jump in and yeah. run and yeah so hmm. so this guy did that now the happy story why would it, why because people why would you do that? i don't know there's just this is psychologically people are sometimes not all together because you're not going to be, you're not supposed to be on the course without a bib, right? Without mm -hmm. a number. So that'd be problematic. You can't ban the Boston Marathon anymore. You're not allowed to do that. Okay. You get in trouble. And so somehow you, you he either recreated it or he went in and picked it up on his own. They mm -hmm. couldn't, I, the story I couldn't figure out. But the great story I read of a few, of a few today, this morning, this, this man named Kevin, can't remember his last name now, but Kevin. So a woman came across the finish line really late. Like, I guess I want to say it must have been 738 o'clock, we'll say at night. Right. And it was just it was just getting dark. And um, I was eating at the Atlantic Fish Company at that point. <laughs> Yay. Oysters. Oh, so you're out of the medical. I was tent. <laughs> I didn't have metal. Yeah. I was. Oh, I was out of the medical town. I was out of the medical tent at 615, actually, because oh. they told me I needed to be out by 615, which is maybe why they warmed up my feet faster. Yeah. Um, They're like, get out. Sign the paper and get out. We're going home. Yeah, we're going home. Um, but this man and his wife were coming out of eating somewhere. And the, they were like, oh, my God, this woman, we have to go cheer her on because she was coming in. Right. Because there's, there's runners that run for hours. Yeah. Like, they, you know, I mean, there's people that finish very late and um, talk about stories. Right. Like yeah. perseverance and, and whatever and dedication. But they were. And so they were cheering them on. And she, he said, we have to go cheer them on. But he didn't know they these people didn't know that they had run out of medals. So they watched her cross the finish line and they were there because you know everything had been taken down. The police were just kind of milling around and you know they were doing all the takedown of the big bridge that goes yep. over. This is in the story. And um um and the woman 
found out there were no medals and these people had, you know, he had run the race. He took off his medal and gave it to her. Oh my God. And I was like, oh, I get teared up now. Like, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. That's what the Boston Marathon is. He gave his medal to her. God knows if anyone will know, and I could certainly find out his name and broadcast it so that someone sends him a medal yeah. for doing that kind act. Well, but Kathy can buy him a medal. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy can buy him one. Kathy, I'm going to send you the name of that man so you can buy one for him too, and we'll send it to him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but there's like yep. that, it, like there's a spirit of like, it was selfless. He didn't, that's why I said the medal. No one's there to see I, it. I know what I did at the end of the day. Do I need a medal? No, I do a race in the summer at the Loon Mountain Race. I it's the hardest, the hardest mountain race in the country, and you get nothing for it. You know what you get for it? The feeling of accomplishment of not dying on upper walking boss at the end. There and you go, yeah. six miles. Yeah. But people are like, Why do you do it if you don't get a medal? Because it's not about the medal. No. The medal's nice, especially the Boston Marathon medal. And that's a little like, <gasps> for, I was a little verklempt after <laughs> running on frostbitten yeah. feet. But nonetheless, it's not about the medal. But that story of this guy, Kevin, now I, I can't remember his last name, but he just gave her the medal. I was like, oh my God, this is the best no, thing but ever. But it's a memento. And like vacations, we take mementos. I went to my daughter's wedding and brought back, you know, brought back some sand from the beach. It's just like, it's not about that, but it's like that just triggers memories for you, you know? Yes. Yes. Yes, Eric. Correct. Thank you, Steve and Eric. Thank you. Um, so it was, it was, now I'm stuck on the metal thing in my head. <laughs> um, but uh, I will, you asked me what I, what I learned. What you learned yeah. um, I learned, I think it's not even that I learned something new, more that something about myself that I'm even more resilient than I thought I was. Because right before I started, I did post up on social media, which I don't do a lot of posting. I do it around this time, you know, because you see, yeah. I posted up something by David Goggins about like, you know, yeah. quitting what you do with the wanting to quit determines who you are. Right. And I think what I learned is, wow, you know, because there was a point in my head where I actually had the, oh, well. I'll deal with if I have to lose toes. I literally had that in my head. If I have to lose toes at the end of this, I'd rather finish it because that was how, that's how bad they were. Yeah. Wow. And I had that moment somewhere towards the last five miles of like, that's a hell of I, a thought. I know. Well, that's <laughs> how bad they were. Like, I'm not kidding. Like the medical tent looked at them and was like, Oh my. Hmm. <laughs> and I wasn't going to go in. And Joanne was like, I think you should go in. Yeah. I really think you should go in. I was like, Oh no, I'll be fine. And they were like, Oh, it was, and so I think that that's what I learned that I'm even more resilient than I gave myself credit for because I always, I always take for granted, I think, my resilience because that's what people have been like, God, Kim, like you ran on that. I'm like, yeah, like in my head, it's like, ah, and going through the training I did as a gymnast with my parents, as my coaches, and you know, Bella and Marta Crowley, mm -hmm. you know, yep. the Olympic coaches. Um, I think I'm just, <laughs> toughened up yeah like i have a you know but let me ask you about the post yes did you do the post to commit yourself to not quitting yeah yes yeah because i was worried about my foot yeah but it was a public declaration in order to further commit yourself right before i ran yeah right that, that i would not be you. quitting that wasn't a post it was yeah it was yeah. more a post for me yeah absolutely yeah because that's how i felt before I, I ran love it yeah 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 so 
and little did I know I'd be pulling off of, you know, that post all day, all the, all the day. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was just fantastic. And I just, I you wish actually had the thought I'll give up the toes to finish this. I, I actually had the thought of it's a okay. Realistic, a realistic Realist balancing of that equation. Realistically yeah. balancing out that at this juncture to stop, because I was so close to the end, oh, okay. to stop and quit, I'd rather just finish it and deal with the outcome medically. And I played out like how long I'd be in the hospital. What would they have to do? Would they be able to save them? Like yeah. it was bad because people like, oh, frostbite. No, it was. Yeah. They were, they were rocking and rolling. So I'm like, oh, you know, Yeah. but it was, it was, it was worth it. <laughs> Especially now that Kathy bought me my medal. <laughs> <laughs> you have a medal, right? You're okay. Not only did she sponsor me and donate to my awesome charity, she bought me a medal. <laughs> I'm, get Kevin a medal. I wanna... I'm not even going to bother to run next year. I'll just buy a medal. There you go. <laughs> I want to get Kevin a medal. I want. I want to make sure Kevin. Gets I want to get Kevin a medal too. I'll have to find. I'll have to go back in my social media and find. That was awesome. Kevin's awesome. Yeah. Yes. And that was nothing for nobody except the people involved. There was no. Yeah, there was no not other than. No and it wasn't even posted by Kevin and his wife. Someone else took this, took and watched and did the story and posted up who they were because they asked him who they were. Yeah. Wow. Right. So they, it was just, that's, this is the amazing part about, this is the amazing Kevin thing about sports. What? I want to buy Kevin a medal and a beer. I know, right? Yeah. Um, this is the amazing, I actually think that they weren't from here either. I want to say that they were either from Spain oh, or really? France wow. or not. I, I don't quote me on that. There's so many stories in my head from this weekend. I Yesterday, all day, I thought it was Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I get lost track of time yeah. when it, where we were at. Um, but what I was going to say is the things that happen in sporting and athletic events are so important. Um, yes, you did, Eric. <laughs> um, Eric commented on a social media post I made yesterday about Kathy sport. I posted up a ton of pictures yesterday and I was like, Ooh, too many. <laughs> wow. It was all the official pictures that had been taken. It was one of the best. Uh, it was so weird. It was one of the best set of pictures I've had in all of my races ever. And I had that issue. I had You ran a damn marathon, post some pictures. I know. Yeah. Well, you know me. Yeah. but You know me. Humble pie except for today, because I am really proud of myself. But Facebook is a personal log. You, you put some things in to get the memories up. At, yes, at this is true. So and then they never go away, so I don't have to keep People track of them. People bother by it, just keep scrolling. God, mm -hmm. you know, who cares? Um, But what I, what I was trying to say Sorry. is that when you are an athlete, it doesn't matter what level you're at, but when you have that spirit, and we've talked about this before, when you are an athlete and you have that, team or that camaraderie and that connectedness to whatever, especially runners, yeah. you know, and we've talked about hockey players and we've talked about other people, but right. You have, there's something that, because everybody has a story that makes their, their life richer. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so inspired by so many of the other stories. Like I'm excited today just because of not even, it's not because of my story. I just could tell my story, but like I've just told you a whole bunch of different stories. Like I have so many of them in my head from the weekend of so, so many great things that just, you know, people running their very first marathon, um, 
surviving cancer, running the marathon, uh, you know, running for someone who's who's got something and they couldn't run. So the other person stepped in and raised the money for them is like all these like cool things. And there's just something about an athlete with the camaraderie and the universal shared experience of doing this together. That's just I can't even yep. describe it any other way. And it's fantastic because you just don't see that. You don't see that in all sports, but as an athlete, you have it in your soul. Well, you have moments like, for example, the World Baseball Classic earlier this year and the Stanley Cup playoffs right yes. now. They're yes. kids playing. They're not playing for a check anymore. They're, they're kids playing. Or right. they're playing for your country in the World Baseball Classic or right. the Super Bowl. You're not playing for a check in the Super Bowl. You're playing to win a Super Bowl. It just means something to you. And that's where right. get, everything gets to another level. Well, and that's like, so Dave McGillivray, the director of the Boston Marathon, he calls the Boston Marathon the Super Bowl of all marathons. Like if you're running the Boston Marathon, you're running the Super Bowl, right? Mm -hmm. And you're the top three people. I'm not one of them. The top three people get their money. The rest of us are not getting anything. There's no paycheck at the end of the day. Yeah. So, and sometimes I get people ask me like, why would you run that far? I can't even drive that far. Ha ha ha. You know, like, yeah. because there's a test in it every year for me. There's a, there's Personal something challenge. new for it. Yeah. There's a challenge. There's, there's something bettering myself. Like I'm already vowed like next year and I'm not going to say what it is, but next year, bigger, better, bigger, better for me, but in a different a good, way. You had a good, good example just this Monday because you did the marathon. What is a car bill? How, how big a challenge is that compared to running the marathon? Right? Yes. It's like the rest of your life is like all these challenges. Like, okay. You know, it's a thing, but we keep going, right? Right, exactly. It's just lessons you bring to the rest of your life. Yeah, just diminishes all the hit, all the hills in your in your life. Well, I think, and I think that that's, I guess, you know, when you ask me, like, also, what do I learn? I think it reinforces a lot of times when people, you know, in my practice, right, will come in and talk about their their hard hard things. I, I often say to them, like, you know, not everything is Mount Kilimanjaro. Sometimes it's just a little, you know, speed bump. And, you know, and people who have anxiety and people have worries and people get stressed out about things that are really not that big of a deal. I don't ever minimize, but I often say not everything can be Mount Kilimanjaro. No, like I sometimes they're context. just, they're just yeah. little pebbles in your shoe, essentially. Yeah. And so I think it makes me more resolved in the fact that, you know, and I, and I share my stories to some degree with some people that I've had in my practice for a long time so that they can benefit in some ways, you know, not a lot of self-disclosure as we're not supposed to do, but I mean, obviously I talk about it here. So people listen and it's just such an amazing, um, amazing way to be able to motivate other people to say like, not everything has to be a mountain. Right. And people treat lot, you know, in daily life, people treat everything as mountain, like, oh my God, 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 oh my God. I'm like, yeah. Just catastrophizing everything. Right. Instead of it just being like, yeah, you just keep moving forward. You just keep moving forward. So um great friend of mine, Keith Dunn, he has um always had that slogan, keep moving forward. I have a shirt. You've seen me with the keep moving forward shirt that I, you know, have on because it like you have to just keep moving forward because what is what are you gonna do with okay? It's that happened, it's over. Now you have to go for it. If you're worried about it happening again, oh well. But yeah. think about the mental process that you just described about if I lose some toes, I'm in. You just a lot of people would be so focused on the pain, so focused on the discomfort from it that they wouldn't be able to get to any other level of reasoning. Yeah, I totally distracted myself from that. I was yeah. I did I totally took myself out of my head. You know, I did I did have that fleeting thought. But that's an anxiety skill set. 
right? right? To be able to take yourself out of that, you know, because that's not the biggest thing here. And you right. got to be able to contextualize your challenges. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, and, and I think that, I mean, losing a toe would be a big thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. But in my head, I, I literally had it like, well, because, well, now here's where I went to in my head. I was like, if I, I, I played it all out. I'm like, if I have to lose a toe or if I lose anything, or if I don't have feeling in my feet or something, I was like, you know, but. Elizabeth Hazlitt, she lost her leg in the bombing. She ran the marathon. I, 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 I did all these playouts of like, okay, but people survive. You know, I broke my arm. I, I personally broke my arm when I was eight years old on the balance beam and made the national team when I was 11. Yeah. I had a compound fracture and almost lost my right arm. I have a huge scar and it doesn't even cross my mind. But when I'm out there, I'm thinking of all these other people like, oh, well, she lost her legs. I'll run again. Yeah. Like it, that's what I'm doing in my head going, well, if I lose a toe or two, I'll still be able to do it <laughs> or I'll still be able to, you know, because I had to think, OK, I'm fine. Just deal with it at the end. Deal with it at the end and then hope for the best. But you flip through the thought catalog. And yeah. Most people just focus on, oh, it's just too much. I can't do it. Right. Yeah. Right. Quit. Yeah. I'll quit. Yeah. There is no quit. You know, me. you know me. And that's, and I tell all my patients, there is no can't and there is no quit. We either do or we do something different, but we don't quit and we don't say I can't. Yep. I can't means I won't try. And quitting only, quitting only happens if you're dying and you're in danger. I wasn't dying and I wasn't in danger. Except for losing, losing an appendage. <laughs> I might, I might, I was worried. I actually was worried that I was like, cause I didn't want to look, I didn't want to stop again, sit down on the cold ground in the rain and get my butt frozen again to look at how bad they were. Cause I already had the image of how bad they were at mile 12. But it's, it's funny in the, and, and in the analogy of a marathon, most people dealing with anxiety, they're do, you know, working on one or two footsteps. When I wasn't working on anxiety. Huh? I wasn't working on no. anxiety. But people tend to, they just get into this, what happened today at work, for example. Right. And they're all freaked out about it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's one step in a marathon. You know, it's okay. This, this two will pass. Yeah. Just keep going. Right. Yeah. Right. right. And I don't think people, I, and I think. It's like if you slipped on one or rolled your ankle a little bit on one step and you go, oh, that's it, I'm done. Like, no, well, in 2000, I mean, really quickly before I end the show, but in 2017, when I ran with Catherine Switzer, I wasn't even a mile into the race when a guy ran past me down in, because it's eight miles, the first eight miles is downhill, like, ugh, right. And notoriously going into Ashland, the off to the right is the men's pee spot. Everyone jumps off the course. All the men just jump off. There's porta potties everywhere, but they jump off and they pee in the woods and then they jump back on the course. And so okay. you have to be really careful because, you know, yeah. I always say it's the, it's the guys who are going to win and got to get there, but they're not going to win and they're not going to get there really much faster. But anyway, you know, we're, and they come out gangbusters to go. Right. So he jumped back on the course and he knocked, there were tons of people around me. He knocked into me, dropped me to the ground. I spun around on my knee, tore my pants open, was bleeding. And at that very moment, I was like, if I stop, I will stop. Yeah. So I didn't check it. I didn't do it. I ran the whole way, all the way, did great. That that year was really good. Minus that problem. And I was like, you know, so I get to the end and the medic and the police officer are standing at the end past the finish line. And, and um, the medic goes, you know, you're bleeding. I'm like, nope. Cause I didn't <laughs> know. And 
He's like, yeah. And so he goes, well, come sit over here and I'm going to take care of it. And he like ripped my pants off of it. And I was like, oh, and I had glass gravel. Oh. I had like this guy. Oh, I have a good picture of that year. And I was like, and the guy, and so everyone around me was screaming at the guy going, you know, all kinds of things. Like, I can't believe he didn't stop. And like the guy just was down the road, you know, but yeah, he took me down and like, and I kept running. Cause I knew if I stopped, I'd stop. Yep. It was like a mile in. I was like, Oh my God, down, down for the count. Hmm. Then I got up people, people literally turned me around, picked me back up and just kept me running. And, and then like, you know, they all stuck with me for quite some time and like, just keep running, just keep running. And they knew I, they, they knew I was bleeding. Cause at the end, a couple of them were like, sure. Oh, we knew you're bleeding. Cause yeah. my whole leg was just covered in blood. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you see it in all my pictures. So anyway, the Boston Marathon is always an interesting challenge for me. I can't wait. Next year is number 10. It's going to be a big one. And I've been waiting to get 10 in a row consecutively. I'm excited. <laughs> um, but I will be taking a break from um, running for a couple of days. <laughs> I might do some sit-ups. Oh, there you go. You know, some sit-ups, yep. maybe some planks or something like that. Um, anyway, uh, I thank you all for entertaining me this morning by listening to my story and my excitement and all the support you all have given me. And buying you a medal. And and for Kathy Brust buying me my medal. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to make my week. Thank you so much. Um, you guys have a fantastic week. I love you all. And get out there and run.